Welcome to Worth Watching Once, a podcast where we review Netflix original films and let you know if they're worth watching or worth skipping. I'm Thais, and that's Brady. We're your hosts. And today we're looking at Shimmer Lake, a 2017 American crime mystery drama film directed by Oren Uziel that clocks in at a very reasonable hour and 26 minutes. Um, And the movie is really, really interesting because it's not like your typical movie where, you know, you're starting just like from front to back, you're kind of going back to front. And I feel like that's the most backwards way of explaining what this movie is about. So the synopsis on Google is following a small time sheriff tracking three bank robbery suspects, one of whom happens to be his brother. I feel like that needed to be said a little bit. That is a brutal synopsis. <laughs> following a small town. So should I just, who writes it this way? This film follows a small town sheriff. You're not like not following a small town sheriff. Why would they use following? Awful, awful description. So I I much prefer the Netflix synopsis. Mm -hmm. Give it to me. A bank heist gone wrong, small town secrets, and a trail of murders. The shocking truth can only be revealed in reverse. This movie's like, (laughs) uh, the only thing I compare it to, I'm sure there are others in film history, but, you know, I'm, what do I know? Memento, it was... Like this movie's Memento. Yes. Um, you know, Memento meets the Italian job. Cut that. <laughs> Cut that. Should we just like start playing their theme song? <laughs> and then and then you just have Russ come in if you're hearing, you're hearing our, our voices, voices, it means it's time for <laughs> <laughs> So there's there's a lot to discuss about the movie. Mm-hmm. First things first. Got to get to our housekeeping items. Yeah. Shout out a few people who are in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first thing I want to say is this movie, you know, I, I told you I watched it, I think, a couple of years ago, yeah. um, maybe even just like last year sometime. And when you said you wanted to watch it, I, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, now that I watched it for this, <laughs> I, I don't think I saw it before. Like we put it on, but I think... I watched the first like five minutes and then I woke up and saw like <laughs> the very last scene and it was like, oh yeah, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> I think I just slept the whole time, yeah. which isn't, you know, a great initial review of the movie. Um, I want you to ignore the fact that I fell asleep because <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, we'll get to it more when we discuss about mm-hmm. it, but I thought the, the ratings were a little bit low. That's the only reason I mentioned that. Yeah. So on IMDb, it has a 6.3 which is pretty reasonable. I would have put it more in like the 6.8 to 7.2 range, probably. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has it as a 60% from critics. Again, think that's low. 59% audience, which I was surprised about. Um, I'll be interested to hear your take because maybe you disagree with me, but um, I felt like those were a little bit low. Now, the director, Oren Uziel, uh, seems to be better known as a writer, more than anything else, mm-hmm. uh, Shimmer Lake's the only movie he's directed. He wrote and directed it. And in addition to writing Shimmer Lake, he's credited for the screenplay for 22 Jump Street, Freaks of Nature, The Cloverfield Paradox, uh, which is also a Netflix original. I uh, won't get into it. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. 
but uh, also Mortal Kombat, the new one that just came out on HBO. Oh, I didn't know that. Another movie that I thought was, yeah, yeah. But 22 Jump Street was good. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them that. Um, and this movie, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, some of the actors who were in it. So we have Benjamin Walker, who played Zeke Sykes, the, uh, the cop that we quote unquote follow. You know, he looks so familiar, but I couldn't place him. Does he like, there's something about his voice too. (laughs) I was wondering, is he just like one of our friends? Does he look like one of our friends? And that's why we just couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, But I couldn't, but I couldn't place him. But his big credits include Flags of Our Fathers, Clint Eastwood movie. Um, He played the titular vampire hunter and abraham lincoln vampire hunter uh, he had a regular role in jessica jones and he's going to be in the upcoming lord of the rings amazon series mm-hmm. he was also in the ice road uh which is a very not great netflix original that came out earlier this year i did see that uh but don't remember him in it uh but that was a pretty forgettable movie so looks like he was in uh jessica jones and maybe that's why he sounded familiar it looks familiar. I did say Jessica Jones. Did. All right. You know what? I'm just going to yeah. leave this podcast and let you just like do everything. <laughs> Bye. Um, but the only, I only saw the uh, flags of our fathers and I saw that when okay. it came out, you know, 15 years ago. So don't really remember. Yeah. Apparently I haven't seen uh, anything that he's in. So I don't understand where my, like, like what yeah. am I remembering him from? <laughs> Nothing. He doesn't. Include- we also have S- Stephanie Sigmund who played Steph Burton. She's a series regular in SWAT. She had a regular role in the first two seasons of Narcos, and she had a minor role in the first scene of Spectre. She, before that, she, she's a Mexican actress. Before that, she was in Spanish language stuff that I didn't recognize. Um, and I also didn't recognize her. I did see the first two seasons of Narcos, but uh, I don't think she was one of the major players in that. I also saw that so long ago. Ooh, Annabelle Creation. For those horror movie lovers out there, she was in that. Oh, was she an Annabelle creation? Apparently, I think I saw that too. Goodness. <laughs> um, Rain Wilson, who played Andy Sykes, Zeke's brother. This is Dwight on The Office. I'm not even going to list anything else. <laughs> uh, if you don't know Rain Wilson, then yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> You've got John Michael Higgins, who played Judge Dawkins. Judge Dawkins. And you might recognize him from Best in Show or Mighty Wind, uh, those mockumentary movies, both fantastic. He was one of the judges in Pitch Perfect and really too much to list. Mm-hmm. He's super prolific, classic, that guy uh, that you just kind of see everywhere. He also played Professor Whitman on Community, <laughs> The Seize the Day, Debate Professor. You know, if there's a community actor or actress, I just have to mention them. Rob Corddry, Kurt Biltmore. Uh, another familiar face. You've seen him in Hot Tub Time Machine at Sequel. You know, he's the Lugal guy. He's in W, Children's Hospital, Ballers, and of course, Community, playing Alan, the guy who turned Jeff into the bar. Again, too many credits to list, mm-hmm. but he's a classic. You know, you recognize him when you see him. And I just want to say, do you think that because they're in community together, they were able to score like this movie together? Because, you know, all actors become friends and that's how they get their jobs. That's true. That's a great point, but they were never in an episode together. Yeah, but, you know, go on. (laughs) (laughs) 
We have Ron Livingston, who played Kyle Walker. You know him as Peter in Office Space. It's one of the most underrated movies ever, I think. He was also in The Conjuring, Swingers, Adaptation. Another guy that, you know, you see him, you'll recognize him. Mm -hmm. And finally, Watt Russell, who played Ed Burden. He's the son of Kurt Russell in Goldie Hawn. His most recent big role was as the new old Captain America in the Falcon in the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. He's also in 22 Jump Street, Overlord, Black Mirror, and more. Was there anyone else you felt like you wanted to cover? No, I mean, like, those are the, the, the main players. Yeah. But Ron Livingston, he was in um, Search Party. Did you end up watching that? I did not watch Search Party. It's pretty good. Not to like cross, you know, like our streaming platforms or anything, but. That was the uh, Aaliyah Shawcat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Or at least the first season one. <laughs> As these things As go these sometimes. Things go. Yeah. Why don't we? So, one of the things about this movie is it's, you know, it's told backwards. So, we know the end at the beginning, but we don't know how we got there. And it goes back and covers. It starts off on Friday and then, you know, kind of does a whole, a whole Friday, you know, 15 minutes of Friday and then 15 minutes of Thursday and 15 minutes of Wednesday. We kind of move back, you know, the time's a little off, it's a little more time than that, mm-hmm. but that's essentially it. And we get back to the beginning and kind of see how we got in this mess. If, if they didn't tell the story that way, it's, you know, the movie's kind of fine and forgettable. It's just a, you know, like a simple plan type, it's just a bank heist movie. Right. So the story is told as told as <laughs> I'm really struggling today. It's just <laughs> what Brady said. <laughs> it's a story as old as time. It is. Yeah. So I think just because of the nature of the way it's told, it'll be difficult to avoid some spoilers, but I want to, I want to table, you know, the big twist, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say there's a twist because it's told backwards. There has to be a twist for it to be worth watching at all, or else it's just a dumb movie. And it is a mystery movie. And it's a mystery movie. So I don't want to get into, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil that the ending. Um, but there might be some things that we allude to or, or whatever. Um, but we'll try to, you know, try to keep the other one on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So having said that, what do you think? Thais? Oh my God. I am obsessed with this movie. I am obsessed with the way that, wow, really? Yeah, the way that they told the story, I think it was refreshing. It was, it was neat to see, like I said, like a, a story as old as time <laughs> being told in this new refreshing way, because going into it, I, you know, I knew it was about a bank robbery and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, and you know, there's family relations. I'm like, all right. So somebody screwed somebody over and somebody's running away with the money and we're eventually going to, you know, catch the guy who ran away with all the money, or we're going to watch someone run away with all the money. Right. Like that's what I was thinking going in. And the movie starts and you're kind of just like thrown in, right? Like you don't Mm -hmm. really know like what's going on. And, and I will say like, it's one of those movies where you need to pay attention to every single sentence because it's one of those things where 
it was brilliantly done in, in a sense that everything that everyone said to each other was as mundane as it, it gets, like in the moment, it made sense. That's how a human would respond to another human. And once you finally go through the full movie and you see how these events like ended up actually like unraveling all those little sentences, like suddenly have so much more weight and meaning mm-hmm. behind them. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is one of those movies where it might be worth watching twice. <laughs> That's a great point. Cause as soon as I finished, I put it back on again mm-hmm. and rewatched like the first 45 minutes. <laughs> and it really is a treat to rewatch it knowing what happens at the end. Cause you pick up on all these little things mm-hmm. and uh, some of the, like one of the first jokes is uh, <laughs> that w- when the car gets stolen, he's given the postman a ride and then his deputy shows up and he like, or he goes to pick up the deputy and he freaks out because he has to sit in the back. <laughs> The first time it was just like, why is he, why is he screaming at the heavens and he has to ride in the back seat? And then you finish it and you rewatch and you're like, oh my God, because, you know, later in the movie, because it happens early in the week, he, he goes to ride in the back. He's like, Ooh, I've never ridden the back seat before. This is fun. But then like each day at some point he has to ride in the back seat and he finally freaks out the first time we see him. Yeah. So I mean, the first time watching, you don't know why that's so funny, but it's so funny on the second watching, knowing what happens to him later yeah. on. And, and because of those things, like when you're first watching through, it does seem, like I said, like very mundane, kind of boring, low key. The jokes aren't, you know, hilarious. Like they, it's, I've seen like some places describe this movie as a dark comedy. And so I was expecting like more laughter. Like I going in, like I thought it was going to be a comedy and it was so subtle and it was one of those things where like they just kept planting these tiny little jokes here and there. And then by the end of the movie, like it was it was hilarious because like you've you've lived it now with them. Right. Like everything's like making more sense. So now when they finally deliver, you know, or like they've been delivering punchline after punchline. And now you're finally getting to the beginning of the joke. And it's just, it's just so funny. Yeah. And it's like now right. you're in on this like inside joke, like with the rest of the cast. And it's just it it was just really it was it was done in a really fun clever way it was very witty not over the top you know like it ah, I just thought it was brilliant I really yeah the performances were really subtle Mm -hmm. like really subtle and it worked perfectly and you can you can pick up you know the first time you're kind of in the clouds in the fog but the second time you're you know you see everything and how it fits together and and why the performances were subtle mm-hmm. to begin with and, and how that works for the movie. Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. So if you're going to watch, let me try that again. When you're going to watch this movie, <laughs> I will say like, just stick through that first day and then things are going to start clicking. The first day is going to feel a little rough because you're going to be like thrown in, in the midst of everything, but definitely stick with it because the reward is rewarding <laughs> like it's it's def- it's it's worth it it's definitely worth it yeah totally you can see though why i fell asleep the first time <laughs> absolutely i watched this. i so i had started it when i had gotten home yesterday i remember i was like 12 minutes in and jared like we had ordered food so he like went downstairs to pick it up and he came back and i was like i think i'm gonna restart this movie because i feel like i'm missing something because it just felt like it was just too mm-hmm. too easy too like plain and I, and I felt like I had just put on either like I came in in the middle of a movie 
and I missed, you know, the beginning or whatever, or it was like, I suddenly just started watching a series in the, in the, in the middle, right? Like where all the characters, uh, like all the relationships and characters are all like set up and, and working together. And I, and I don't know why, like anyone's acting the way that they are. So I rewatched the first like 12 minutes again. And this time, like really paid attention. I was like, no, I didn't miss anything like that. That's basically it. And then as mm-hmm. the movie started going on, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, yeah. I get it. <laughs> and yeah. it feels good when that light bulb finally goes off in your mind. You're like, <gasps> right. <laughs> yeah. It picks up quick too. Mm-hmm. It does. I There's something really interesting I want to say about each day. Yeah, I know. I know exactly I know, what you were talking about. I know, but it's like, it's spoilery. Right. So I don't want right. to, I don't want to get into it. Do you want to say it? And then I'll a, just cut it. <laughs> I will say, I will say there's a connection between how the day starts and how the day yes. ends. Ooh, good. Um, and I thought that was really well done mm-hmm. and not something you you pick up on right away. Which is like one of the notes that I wrote down, I, I noticed it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like that it did because then it gave you something to look forward to. And it added to like that inside joke part, you know, of like you being on the inside of like this whole like right idea. Now on the, on the topic of having a little bit of trouble getting into the movie at first, mm-hmm. I, Rain Wilson's super talented. Yes. I think he's great. Dwight Schrute's one of the best TV characters of all time. <laughs> for me, and I think this is different for everyone, but for me, there are always going to be certain actors who are so exceptionally talented in one role that it kind of kills and makes their career at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like Jason Alexander will always be George Costanza to me. And like he, Jason Alexander is a super talented dude. Like, you know, he can sing, he can dance. He's in Bye Bye Birdie. He, you know, he's a great actor, but like he never really could do And It was in an episode of Community, by the mm-hmm. way, shout out <laughs> that one episode. <laughs> but he's like, anytime I see him, he's George Costanza. I think Rain Wilson is in that category for me. And there aren't many people who are in that category for me, but any Rain Wilson, just like in this movie, he plays a former district attorney, mm-hmm. which is a political position. He had to run for district attorney. And I just, the role, there's more to it when he played in the movie, but what he played in the movie, I just didn't see Rain Wilson in that role. And, you know, I saw him, I, I could see him as like a bumbling type bank robber, but not the other stuff. They're just what his role was didn't jive with how I see him. Mm-hmm. And so I had a hard time like getting into him in that role. He, he did a fine job. He's a good actor, yeah. but I felt like he was miscast and just did, did the best with what he could. Did you, did you like fully buy Rain Wilson as a, as a former prosecutor i did and here's the reason why Mm. the meg have you seen the meg oh man (laughs) i i started it and i i think from the from the jump i was just like oh this is so not good that i just kind of like zoned out and i might have fallen asleep maybe i should rewatch it maybe that's a trend i um I, I could start a whole podcast about the Meg, but... Um, what was he in the Meg? Don't, please don't start a podcast about the Meg. <laughs> it's going to be please. called Mega I'm talking you <laughs> off that ledge. Megtascular. Ew, no, okay. So what did he do in the Meg that... 
he was like a biologist (laughs) and he but like a like a corporate guy like not about like he was a suit he was a suit and he he has a very like serious like role and kind of a douchebag so for me the meg was what broke me out of the whole dwight situation because at first i was like i couldn't see him being anything other than like dwight but then um in the movie like i think i was so tickled by him and i don't want to spoil the meg but (laughs) oh god please don't (laughs) but he is not for the animals he is definitely for the money (laughs) oh he's a little bit more like jake gyllenhaal and okja yeah well yeah yeah in a sense i mean not you know as eccentric but like you know not for the animals right yeah yeah and so he was just like a douchebag in the meg okay maybe i'll have to watch that and see if it it turns me around maybe he's doing what like you know robert pattinson and daniel radcliffe Mm -hmm. did after twilight and harry potter ended where they're they're like okay we need some like gritty Mm -hmm. roles like really try to avoid being typecast i think for a while he probably felt like he was stuck mm-hmm. as Dwight and maybe he's, he's trying to break out. Yeah. To show that, you know, his range, right. Of, of acting. Yeah. And I think, yeah. and I did. And so for this movie, I did like him in this because I just, I, I found it so refreshing to hear him swearing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I think yeah. like that was like the part that like really made me happy. And like, I, just, I like seeing him be an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do too. It's my it's my own thing where I just I see him as Dwight Schrute, yeah. and so I felt like he was miscast here, but he he did a good job. Yeah, he really did. Um, but I wanted to bring up, uh, so you know how I, I mentioned like when you first get into the movie, you feel like you're kind of just thrown in in the middle and like you miss the beginning. Uh, so mm-hmm. I I found this article uh, with a director, and he was asked like, why did he think to to make this movie the way he did right like why is it being told backwards like where did he get that inspiration and he said something to the effect of um and we've all done this where we'll turn on the tv and a movie will be you know like halfway through but you still sit down and you you get you know into the movie and you start watching mm-hmm. it and then like maybe yeah. weeks later or sometimes it's like right right after the movie they'll like restart the movie and you get to see the beginning of it mm-hmm. So basically he he got inspired by that because like that would always happen where he would, you know, start watching a movie and he would see these people in the predicament in the predicament that they were in. And he's just like, oh, man, like, I wonder how they got themselves in there. But they see how, you know, they they figure it out. And then he would kind of like start coming up with the ideas on his own. He's like, oh, maybe they did X, Y, Z to get themselves in the situation or maybe they did this or, you know, like it kind of got him like thinking. And then he would eventually watch the beginning of the movie and be like, oh, interesting. Like, I, I wouldn't have thought of it that way or like, you know, whatever. So that's kind of what got him into deciding, like, what if I were to write a story like this? You know, start at the end, make everyone start to, you know, get their gears turning of how these characters got into, you know, these shenanigans and slowly explain away how they got there. and. Uh, which I think he he did an awesome job. And he said that he he had to ask a lot of friends and family for advice on it, where, mm. you know, he would write out a script and then like give it to people. And some people would say like, you know what? I think we got to the solution way too quickly. 
So then he'd go and rewrite it, you know, and then suddenly mm-hmm. it would be like, you know what, this is too ambiguous now. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And I think whoever it was in his life that helped him get to where he, where this movie is like, did a good job where it was, I feel like the information that he gave us, like the information's all there, but the way that, you know, the, the characters are interacting, the script was written we don't know that the information there, it was kind of like hold the dark where like from the first three minutes of the movie, right? Like we knew everything yeah. that was going on. We just didn't know that we knew until we rewatched, like we watched it. And I feel like it was, yeah, I thought about that movie a lot while, <laughs> while watching this. And it was, it was that same feeling of like, once you finally get to the, the end, which is the beginning now, suddenly everything that you heard, like makes mm. sense. Um, I wanted to bring up, uh, so this movie, and I I really like taglines. I know we haven't really mentioned taglines on this podcast, uh, but the tagline for this movie is the right place, wrong crime. And I huh. hate this tagline so much because I feel like it doesn't <laughs> capture at all what happens. And I wanted to ask you for your opinion. So do you remember the scene where the the sheriff right he is um coming out of his brother's house and the postman is like outside and he's like oh like mm-hmm. someone stole my car yep. and the sheriff's is like you know whatever like where'd the car go and like the the postman says something like why aren't you more surprised that someone stole my car and the sheriff says surprise is for the ill-prepared that should have been the tagline huh I, I like that. Right? Wouldn't that have been better like for this movie? And, yeah. that, and that line too, like once you get to, you know, day two or day three, like you understand why he even said that. Like, it's like, it's one of those lines where it's just like, when he says it, you're just like, oh, that's neat. But you don't really think about it. And then like later on, you're like, oh, surprise is for the ill-prepared. <laughs> yeah. I I really like that. I, I do like right place wrong crime though you do i do yeah Weird. i don't know how it works as like a, a tagline if your goal is to get people to watch the movie but having seen it mm. i kind of dig it interesting oh I, I guess i don't huh well i had another question for you what other movies would have benefited from this type of storytelling wow i could think of oh, the man. first movie that came to mind was how it ends <laughs> Or like, you know what would have been cool? Okay, so because I was I was really thinking about this and I was like, all right, so this movie is just, you know, bank robbery gone wrong, right? Like that's the gist of it. Sure. But being told in like a cool way. So what if we just mm-hmm. took another story that's already been told over and over and just made it cool? Like maybe um, like some sort of catastrophe or like apocalypse or like a castaway situation but but had like a twist to it of like you know like maybe you have like the people stranded on the island right with the plane crash but then as you're going back you're it's it's like kind of like lost but also cast away (laughs) of like you're kind of you're going back and you're like figuring out like oh shit like they did this to themselves or like they were shot down because actually they stole something important that they shouldn't have gotten and that's why they were shot down to begin with so like at the at the beginning of the movie, you're sympathizing with these characters and thinking like, 
oh no, those poor people, like they're in a plane crash and they're stuck in this island. Like, oh no. But then like, Mm. as the movie starts going backwards, you're realizing that maybe they are the bad guys and they should be damned on that island for doing, you know, something bad or I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I can't think of any movies that I would want told that way, but that's, that's why I don't, I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad guys like Orrin Uziel are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, how about how it ends? Like, how would you, (laughs) how it ends? I like you start off with, with them. I don't know. I feel like that would have been more fun. See, the thing is, there's no, there's no, like just the, the reason this movie worked is because there was like that big reveal at the end, right? The big reveal for the whole plan. So like with how it ends, the reveal could have been that there's she, like there's she was pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but that doesn't af- then affect everything that happened up to that point. Or maybe it would have made us feel more connected to those characters. Like suddenly, right at you know the we find out like oh my god she was pregnant during that whole th- time and now she's gonna die from the apocalypse like maybe that could have been the big reveal yeah maybe or like going all the way back to him like was it crashing the boat or whatever and like (laughs) that we never get to see i'm still very upset about that boat listeners if you don't know what we're talking about definitely go back and listen to our episode (laughs) how it ends if if they if they could somehow show how crashing the boat (laughs) Cause the whole apocalypse, <gasps> then that would be interesting. Butterfly effect. Yeah. Oh, like that's yeah. that's how you make that interesting. I there think. There we go. I like that. You know what? I think in the spirit of this movie, I'm gonna release this podcast backwards. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> please, please don't do that. <laughs> Where it's gonna be like me celebrating like yeah i was able to record an episode today and then by the beginning you guys will realize why i'm celebrating because at the beginning things were very rough for me (laughs) (laughs) there's a twist right there (laughs) twist was thais lost her voice (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how much did you love that little girl though (laughs) uh zeke's uh niece? niece yeah yeah she was a cutie she was she was an absolute button best i oh my god and okay did you think that she looked like rain wilson and the mom i thought she was it was like perfectly cast uh, i yeah i guess I thought so she looked, I, I was really paying attention uh, to that i guess I, I was i don't know i always look to see like if they actually look like mm. they're you know because a lot yeah. of people like sometimes they just like cast random people like like that movie yeah. we were watching this past weekend with um j-lo and what's his face like <laughs> playing her dad and we're just like why like she lives in wisconsin is it robert redford <laughs> morgan freeman and like morgan freeman <laughs> and then like she just has like a latina accent like but she's from wisconsin and like her mom was supposedly also white like it just like why did they get j-lo i don't think i watched more than a second of that movie (laughs) i was i was out immediately on that but it's like one of those things where (laughs) i thought they did a really good job at casting this little girl i thought she looked just like her mom and Mm -hmm. rain wilson i thought she was so adorable i wanted to know 
more about her, but also I think this was like enough. They did it. They had her. It was like enough screenplay for her. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Which brings me to the sponsor. Have you been a terrible parent? Are you looking for a way to make it up to your kids? Then bring them to Funland. We're inconveniently open Monday through Thursday. Ride in the cruiser in our most famous ride-along roller coaster, the Sheriff's Shooter. Just make sure to get there on time so you don't ride in the back. Check out our newest attraction, Walter White's Whirlwind, where you'll get the chance to channel your inner scientist and go up in flames. Enjoy a nice quiet stroll by Shimmer Lake while searching for buried cars, but make sure to keep an eye out for any naked boys running around. Test your safe cracking skills at Mackey's Marathon Mayhem, where the more safes you open, the more prizes you get. Regain your kids' respect by eating at Fat Effing Bastards, where we serve a hearty breakfast all day long. Got a weird one? Don't worry, our park is imaginary friend-friendly, so they can bring their whole imaginary gang. Funland. We're fucking going tomorrow, and that's final. Unbelievable. I always love your reactions to the sponsors. They're so genuine. They are. <laughs> um, did you notice a goof, though? Oh, boy. I, I thought I picked up on one, a plot hole, but I can't remember what it was. Mm. Hit me with it. What do you got? Um, what was little? And I looked up on INDB and no one caught this, but when... Um, what's her face is like in the shower, like in the motel, she goes in the shower, she gets her hair wet. And then immediately the next scene, she gets out of the shower and her hair is like mm. bone dry. And the, she also had her clothes back on. Like, and like immediately. It, yes. She was in a towel. Yeah. And then it's like a that, that I kind of did. a huh? Yeah. Yeah. And like in a blink of an eye, she's yeah. yeah. I mean, I get they have to do that, but I was still like, oh. it was a little too quick. <laughs> a little too quick. Suspiciously quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but end of Friday, when you see the arm with the tattoo on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Apparently I can't read because I wrote tattoo says state champs book to rock. <laughs> State champs <laughs> book to rock. Um, it's supposed to be back to back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think when you wrote book to rock? I had no idea. I was like, I'm sure this tattoo will come back later, <laughs> but I couldn't make heads or tails. Of it. Like the mystery gets deeper. <laughs> book to rock. And like, not, to like the number two (laughs) Mm -hmm. so not even like a book that'll rock you like (laughs) yeah book two (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm still trying to wrap my head around it that was that was good um and then okay so i did have another question how do you feel about this movie being called shimmer lake hmm I suppose I hadn't considered that. Mm. I feel good about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. You hate the title. Uh, hate is a strong word. You don't approve of the title. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like Shimmer Lake. It's kind of like, uh, what's that song? Ants Go Marching <laughs> in by um, Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews? <laughs> uh, Dave, his real fans call him Dave. <laughs> Uh, so Sir Matthews names a whole song <laughs> and like he only mentions it like once on like not even the chorus. Like it's just like a little tiny bit. <laughs> and that's how this movie felt. This movie felt like the ants go marching in. <laughs> and, and you want it to be more like the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, you know, it could have it could have been. Book to rock. <laughs> Book to rock works. <laughs> Book to rock. Um, you know the bank heist. The bank. The robbery. The bank heist. The robbery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shimmer Lake. Sure, I'm. I'm all in on Shimmer Lake after this conversation. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> it's it's perfect in the context of the movie too. Like it's it's just one tiny little piece of a large puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And like the movie starts off mentioning Shimmer Lake or like it starts off at Shimmer Lake, right? Right. But you're out on it. A little bit. Okay. Like it could have been, you know. The Meg. Yeah. Or like 1986 Chevalier. Oh my God. That's. It could have been Funlands. It could have been Funlands. Sure. Yeah. Well, no, because then that would bring back to my point. We don't even yeah, see Funland. But yeah, you're right. But I, I like that it was called Shimmer Lake. And I feel like the first shot of the movie was was on Shimmer Lake mm-hmm. or All Lake. And I kind of like that. You're like, oh, this is the titular Shimmer Lake. And then you never see it again. Right. I kind of like that. I felt like it fit with the movie. Hmm. The end is the beginning is the end. More like Shiver Lake, am I right? No, I'm cutting that. No, I'll leave it. <laughs> leave that. That's in. what she said. So, the- mm. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay, but I will say one thing about this movie that I did not like, because as much as I'm, you know, praising it and telling everyone to go watch it, if you haven't watched it, go watch it right now. And if you have watched it, go watch it again and then come listen to us one more time. Why is it that in Netflix original films, they never know how to bury anything? <laughs> Burying things in these movies, the mechanics. <laughs> What's the other example? Um, caliber. Um, oh, Caliber was bad. Secret yeah. Obsession. <laughs> oh, my God. Secret Obsession is the worst. <laughs> Oh, the worst. That was the most egregious. That's what set the bar. <laughs> At least in Caliber, I can understand, like, with the resources they had and, like, the pressure, the stress they were under. No, but Caliber, it was like, you know, the boys go in, they dig a hole. And, it like, it it seemed like it took a while. And then later on, with like, the crew goes in to, like, undig the hole, it takes, like, two seconds. Yeah, yeah. And in, like, in this, I felt like... It was the same thing where I was like, there's no way this person's going to be able. Oh, oh, okay. They're done. Oh, okay. Like we're moving on. Like that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the sun didn't even go up. 
<laughs> I got nothing. How are they dug so quick? Well, the hole was already dug. Right. But like, how would they still though? With the tiniest shovel, like known to humankind. All right. I think we're going to have to test it out. All right. Listeners. <laughs> yeah. I think me and you, you know, some Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. dig a big asshole. Yeah. And we'll test it out. Sounds good. And then I'll just go, guys, I've been buried alive. <laughs> it took Brady 45 minutes to. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll do that cut i'm not i'm not digging you out oh alone, so i gotta <laughs> crawl myself out why would you have to be in um why would you be in the hole because you're done with me i'd want you to stand outside and and let me know like okay this is how i should properly be buried okay so you're like that's a proper hole now you know what i figured out another movie then it's gonna be me buried alive and then it's going to work its way backwards to this conversation <laughs> and it's going to be that's that's the perfect way to end it's it it's going to be called dirt <laughs> Tice Felix ladies and gentlemen one of the best to ever do you can it find me on Instagram at <laughs> I guess that's kind of it that I wanted to discuss. I love it. I love it. So in conclusion, to summarize, (laughs) everyone, please give this movie a try. It is worth watching once, twice, three times. I mean, as many times as it takes for you to recite all the lines. (laughs) At least one and a half times. Watch it and then, you know, watch the beginning again. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely worth it. Yeah, and it's quick. It's short movie too, which is nice. And it moved. Yeah, it moved quickly. Like that's like under night. It's like eighty something minutes. Six. Which is yeah, yeah, so digestible. I love that. So in the meantime, check us out on Instagram at Worth Watching Once, where we post, you know, some fun things about the the episode, um, maybe some behind the scenes. And some spoiler episodes, too, if you're interested. For those of you, you know, who, who want to be in the know and not do the work. <laughs> um, and also follow us on Twitter to get some news updates um, and to play our fun new game of trying to figure out what this week's episode will be about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our yep. fun new emoji game. Uh, for those of you who have, haven't understood what I was trying to get at. Oh, and... Uh, some fun news? Should we add fun news? Can I say fun news? Our website. Oh my god! Is like. They're gonna say you're pregnant or something. Oh, I am with a website. I'm doing like a whole like Drake thing. Where, a little Nas X <laughs> type. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a woman should probably do, not two men. Anyways. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking leave it. Uh, no. <laughs> so yes. Uh, our website is, you know, uh, gestation. What is it? <laughs> what? Again, I'm flexing how much science I know. <laughs> so our website's in the works. It should be up uh, any time now. 
<laughs> so if you follow us on both of our accounts, uh, you know, keep an eye out for when we finally launch it. It's going to be really cool. We're trying to add some more things to the pod, like extra movies that we may or may not ever cover <laughs> a little bio about us. If you want to know more about your hosts, cause we're awesome. And I know now you already know that, but you know, if you want to know a little more, that'll also be available. My bio will be brief. <laughs> I live and work in the shadows. Uh, uh, but also um, I'm adding a form on there for anyone who wants to suggest any of their favorite movies that they would love to hear our take on it. Um, I really mm. want to hear from you guys. You know, if you have anything that you think that we should be discussing, things that maybe we don't need to be discussing, uh, we just want to hear from you. And if you want to just say hi, that's great too. If you want to yell at us, as long as you put us, you know, a five star review on iTunes, I don't care what you say to us. You can insult us, bro. I don't care. As long as it's a five star review. Roasts. Yep. Just be like, I don't like when Thais rambles. Five stars. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think roasts are yeah. great. <laughs> I hate how Brady always ends an episode with peace. Five stars. <laughs> Brady sounds like he just woke up all the time. Five, Five stars. stars. <laughs> Thais' cackle makes my ears hurt. Five stars. Are we just roasting ourselves? Leave, leave some good ones. We'll read them on air. <gasps> the best roasts will be on air. Yes. And compliments, right? Can we read the compliments? Yeah, five stars are bust. Actually, we do have one review, our first review on iTunes. Oh. Uh, which I'll be posting on the website, you know, just to make everyone else jealous because they could have been on the website how they reviewed it. So go do it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time. Peace.